0: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. All right, welcome back everybody. This is Bob Stopper with you on Oilers Now. It is the game night. The Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators. It is also International Women's Day. Uh, We have not one but two uh, former Edmonton Oilers captains coming up in the next half hour of the show. These guys actually briefly played together uh, with another NHL organization, not as Oilers. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. As we head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and uh, we welcome uh, to the show, he just did our pregame show last week, former Edmonton Oilers captain, one of the toughest men that, uh, pound for pound that could play in NHL history, we welcome Shane Corson. Shane, it's Bob, how you doing? Doing great, Bob, thanks for having me, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll tell you that at the tail end of your, your interview, uh, well, uh, we've got Wayne Gretzky coming up at 1.20 today, so I just wanted to put a shout-out to you and say uh, make sure you pass along a, a hello to uh, Shane for us. So uh, we're doing that for you right out of the gate here. Uh, you guys actually, uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, but you guys, actually, I remember the incident. Bucky Clipped, uh, it was in Edmonton. Uh, I think uh, Wayne had just joined your team and did, Kelly, not get an elbow up or something, and all hell broke loose between the Oilers in St. Louis. But uh, anyhow, uh, what do you remember? What uh, do I got the memory right? I'm going back into the uh, memory banks. Uh, but what do you remember about playing with Wayne when he joined you guys at the end of the '95-'96 season in St. Louis?
1: Well, I was fortunate enough to play with Gretz in the '91 Canada Cup. He was actually uh, uh-huh. my, line mate, my line mate from day one in training camp. In the Canada Cup in 91, they brought 66 of us in to tryout. So there were three teams, and we played exhibition games against each other. And then uh, Keenan and Bernsey and Sutter uh, trimmed the team down. And uh, But I was lucky enough to play with Gretz the whole way through, right through training camp and into the tournament and became good friends with him. And he's just, I mean, my heart goes out to him and his family right now with uh, the loss of his father, uh, Mr. Gretzky-Walter, and he's just another great person. And like Gretz said in his thing, I mean, if the world has uh, people, more people like uh, his dad, Walter, Mr. Gretzky, uh, the world would be a better place. And uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. But Wayne is just an amazing person. I mean, he's like the greatest player to play the game. But uh, people that know him off the ice and away from the rink, he's just unbelievable to his friends and his family and his teammates. And uh, I just feel lucky that I got the opportunity to play with him in the Canada Cup in 91, and he took me under his wing. Him and Janet were amazing. And my mom and dad, uh, my dad passed away in 95, but he got the opportunity to meet Wayne and, and Janet. And, uh, To be able to play them in St. Louis was just incredible. I mean, it was... For this, this short period of time, but it was amazing. We had a good playoff run, and then uh, obviously he went on to New York, and I uh, got traded, you know, a couple months into that season the following year. But just an incredible person, incredible family.
0: Uh, I did the games in Saskatoon in '91 in the the pre-tournament games. Uh, for me, that was uh, three chins ago and about 40 pounds lighter, so I, I remember '91 quite <laughs> fun, quite fondly as well. Uh, and, and I, I refer to you know, it's it's funny. It, it you know, I've done and I've now done this is your 13 of doing color for me i've probably talked about half your teammates during that th- it's it's amazing how many of those guys guys like louis de who does our show every week like just the, the reverence they have for you a, a, as a captain and the fact look this was a guy uh it wasn't do as i do and, and or do as i say but don't do as i you were prepared to back it up in any way shape or form during your during your tenure here as an oiler was that part of you know where where was that instilled with you as a player uh because i can recall all the way back to Junior, you were involved in one of the most legendary brawls of all time. You were never a guy <laughs> that shied away from that kind of stuff, Shane.
1: Oh, well, my dad, my dad, my mom—they were big parts of my life, and then big part of the reason why I made it today NHL. My dad was—you know—he was one of those hard-nosed guys, and he just—you know—wanted me to be one of those guys that would be, you know, stand up for his friends and his family and his teammates. And I tried to do that throughout my career. And you mentioned Louis. I mean, I have so much respect for the guys that did Louis's job—Louis DeBrusco, I'm talking about. Uh, those guys took care of their teammates, and uh, they knew every night they had to you know fight probably one of the toughest guys on the other side. Uh, and uh, I have so much respect for those guys, and those those guys are the reasons why we could go out and just play our game and do our thing. And so I just wanted to you know to have those guys backs when I could, and I tried that's what I tried to do. but uh, just it was installed me from a young age
0: for my my parents former Edmonton Oilers captain Shane Corson with us Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now Wayne Gretzky uh will let you know is probably going to join us in about 10 minutes time uh Montreal Toronto uh, two stints with the Canadians uh, a stint in Toronto uh 3 years in Edmonton 3 years in TO you hit you hit some pretty good Canadian markets how different is it playing in Canada uh it where hockey's first as opposed to you know you wrapped up your career in Dallas where you know and I love going to Dallas uh the Crescent Court <laughs> but it, but everything it's, everything's about the Cowboys or uh, Texas uh, football down in, in Dallas. Uh, obviously, it's a completely different world, isn't it, Shane? Yeah, it
1: is. I mean, I love Dallas, too, don't get me wrong. And I, I love my time in St. Louis, too. It's a great great sports town. But as you mentioned, down in the States, uh, they got their baseball, their basketball, their football. And, and not only just professional, but their, their college football, basketball, and baseball are huge in the States. And uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people, uh, that's their first choice. Um, so playing in Canada was just special, and you mentioned uh, you know the three cities that I were were able to play in was Montreal, Toronto, and Edmonton, and they just they love their their hockey. I mean, I loved playing in Edmonton. The people were so genuine, and they, they just love people to come to the rink and, and watch a player that plays hard. And I tried to give them. I tried to put my you know my blood, sweat, and tears on the ice when I played for them, and um, and then they appreciated that. And I just I just think we were lucky to have the support that we had in canada for hockey and uh, the passionate the fans are so passionate about it just helped us uh, you know want to play that much harder for for them because the fans in canada are just incredible hockey fans
0: you caught the tail end of the battle of alberta rivalry when you came to the oilers but uh, you also played montreal boston are, are those similar in your opinion
1: yeah for sure i mean we had when i played in montreal it was like we had a pretty good rivalry with Boston for sure and Quebec too and when I got to Edmonton it was near the end of the, the, the rivalry you know obviously those great teams that won all the cups with Wayne and Mess and Paul Coffey and Fierzy and, and Glenn Anderson guys that I actually got opportunities to play with on the same team and you know the Calgary teams we we actually had a couple of battles with Calgary ourselves when I played in Montreal in 86 in the finals and then 89 in the finals again but uh, I really enjoyed robberies, they were a lot of fun, and I uh, you know, had some, some battles with different guys in Calgary, but it would have been a lot of fun to be a part of the, the robbery when, uh, when Wade and Mess and those guys were there. Uh, you're winning cups, there's nothing like it, it's all about winning, but uh, it's always fun to have those types of robberies, and uh, I enjoyed every second of it, and it was a lot of fun.
0: You won that, uh, you know, you guys, you mentioned you are part of that 86 team with uh, Montreal, uh, and then you get, I mean, timing's everything in life, right? 91-92, you get flipped uh, for uh, Domfus, who led three different teams in scoring, you just missed out in 1993, but realistically, did you think that Montreal team could win in 93, or was that a bit of a surprised you at that time because they went on a major heater under patty walk
1: yeah i mean i always believed in the team and thought they were a good hockey team uh but yes it, it surprised me a bit but nothing surprises me with patrick Waugh being your goaltender he used uh raised his game to another level when he got to the playoffs and he was an incredible goaltender and uh he could carry a team on his back and then you know johnny leclerc had a great playoff he scored all those overtime goals he was a, a great kid and you know, I have a lot of respect for Vinny. I ended up playing with Vinny in Montreal when I went back for my second stint there. He was a great, great person, great hockey player, and um, I was happy for all those guys. I mean, there a lot of them were my teammates for a long time, and I was happy to see them get the opportunity to win the cup. Obviously, disappointed that I, I wasn't part of the part of winning a cup uh, after, but it's uh, something I wish I would have done more often. But uh, I still was happy going to Edmonton. It was a good change for me. Um, my dad was going through a tough time with his health and ended up passing away. and I had some great teammates in Edmonton and uh, Glenn Sather and Teddy Green and and uh, tie and all those guys were just uh, were super good to me, and my teammates there were really good and helped me through a tough time in my life. And I wish we would have won more, and I wish I would have, you know, I always said, I, I wish I was, would have stayed in Edmonton longer. I loved playing there, loved the people in the city of Edmonton, and that was my plan, to play there long term. But just it's a business, and things didn't seem to work
0: out. You know, I've had animated conversations, uh, Shane, with Louis DeBrusque about hunting and, and it being a sport. I'm like, Louis, it's not a sport unless the animals get to shoot, <laughs> shoot back. But with with all seriousness, uh there was the snowmobile club as well you guys just were you part of that group that uh, got into snowmobiling uh, on the off days while you're here in town
1: yeah I, we we had snowmobiles and we and we had uh, motorcycles at the time to be honest with you and uh yes i i was part of both um I don't know if uh, I don't know if Louis told you the story about when he brought my snowmobile, but I'll let him tell you that. But Louie, like I said, Louie and those guys, like that group, Dave Manson, Luke Richardson, uh Scotty Thornton, uh, I'm still good friends with all of them. I I talked to thorny quite a bit actually still and you know, Bucky and I think Ernie and, and Wade or had had them too. There was just so many guys, like Kit Smitty, Jeff Smith, but, I mean we had such a great group of guys and and that's that's the unfortunate thing when I left. I was I wanted to stay there and be a part of that because I, I i know we had three tough years but i really believed in the core guys and the type of guys we had we had a close group of, of guys i knew it was going to carry on to the ice at some point and you know it did after i left um you know a couple of years later they had a couple of good runs and they did real real well and uh it just showed how close we were though so we did a lot of things together a lot of snow building together you know motorcycle and stuff like that but um yeah, there was some, there was some good times. But I'll let i Louis tell you the story about my Stoneville.
0: All right, uh, look back. Then, I mean, you just named about six guys that can all the whole. T- if need be, every guy. I mean, I even remember. Jeff Norton, when he was with St. Louis, he he got into one with you. I remember looking at the guy next to me going, oh, Norton's going to get killed. You know, like, of <laughs> course, course, is just going to. But it was such a different time, was it? Like, it was almost like, I'm not saying it was an expectation, but didn't virtually every guy have the capacity, if need be, to defend himself on the ice? And I, I think we're in a completely different place right now. Would you not agree, Shane?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, our team alone in Edmonton. I mentioned like six or seven, but I think everybody on our team could handle themselves. Uh, you know, there was some, and there were some really tough guys there that could handle themselves with the heavyweights. Like we had at least six guys that could fight heavyweights if need be. I mean, you know, Louis was extremely a heavyweight. He could fight any of the heavyweights and, and beat most of them. But uh, it's changed. The game's changed, and I and I understand why it has. I mean. Uh, We all have kids, and uh, we don't want to see them get hurt. And it's, it's, you know, they're doing it for a reason. Do I miss, uh, miss it in the game? Sure, I do. Uh, It was part of my game, and it was part of the era that I played in. But I know that things change over time, and. Uh, these kids are heck of hockey players. They've 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 got great skill and speed, and uh, you know all the power to them. And I understand why the fighting's been taken. They're trying to you know protect people's uh, head injuries and stuff like that. But I mean, sometimes it it bothers me because I see different players taking advantage of other players, and you know the policing the the self policing. side, I think sometimes worked uh, better than people think. But you know, that's just my opinion, and uh, and I totally understand why the league wants to take it out.
0: You played 1,156 games. You scored 273 goals in the regular season. had almost 700 points. Did you have a favorite goal during the course of your career, Shane?
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, Bob, I've never been one of the guys. I, people always ask me what my stats are, and I, I, I completely be honest. I never really can remember exactly. I know around about what I had. Um, I guess I have to say probably my my – the goal that I, I remember the most is obviously my first, and it uh, wasn't a pretty goal. And it, it's for The main reason is because I lived with a family in Brantford when I played junior hockey before we moved our team to Hamilton. The Steffen family, and Greg Steffen was a goalie for the Detroit Red Wings, and I scored a goal on him, so I'll always remember that because they were so kind to me and good to me and took me into their home. I was just a young kid, and I missed my family, and uh, I was having a tough time being away from home, but they were so good to me. So I, I remember that one. I mean, there's so many... Uh, Great goals that uh, that uh, over my career, but uh, I think that what I cherish the most is the memories and, and uh, the friendships that I created over over those seasons. I mean, there's one goal I remember that I I didn't score, but Glennie Anderson scored it in the playoffs when we were playing to St. Louis together, and he scored uh, scored a goal. It was a big goal in the playoffs against uh, Toronto, and uh, I'll never forget it. It's I, I took more joy to seeing my teammates score than I did myself. I always was like I always liked. Uh, uh, watching them put the puck in the net and, and uh, made more joy for me but just the friendships and the memories that I've created over my, my hockey season that I cherish the most it's not all the other stuff
0: I know you shared with us uh, losing your father today is International uh, Women's Day and obviously women have impacted your life as well Shane
1: well, 100% I mean uh my mom, uh, she's been a rock for me. I mean, since my dad passed away, she's uh, been there for me, and that's the person I go to the talk to, and she's helped me through some difficult times. I mean, I've suffered with mental health issues, and she's been there for me. And, and uh, you know, obviously my two sisters, Shannon and Patty, have been a big, big part of my life. They put a, they sacrificed a lot to follow me around to the rinks and be dragged in and out of rinks and on buses and stuff like that, the tournaments, and they're always there to support me. And then obviously my wife's helped me a lot. Uh, Kelly, she's been there for me and uh, gave me, uh, my four kids and three of my kids are daughters. So they've been amazing, uh, Shelby and, and Summer and Willow have been uh, lucky to have them. And they've gave me a lot of great memories and, and stuck by me too, and helped me through some, some difficult times too. So, I mean, uh, they always say that there's a, a very strong uh, uh, woman behind any successful man or in, in this world, and I've been lucky enough to have uh, a lot of them touch my life, and uh, my grandparents too. My grandmothers were amazing too, so I mean, uh, I've just been fortunate, lucky to have that, uh, those rocks behind.
0: Shane, we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll touch base again, and thanks for joining us, in Oilers, now.
1: Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. And thanks very much for having me. And uh, like I said, say hello to all the Edmonton Oilers fans. I love the Oilers fans. They were amazing to me. And uh, show a lot of grats for me me and give me uh, my best and uh, my love and hugs because that guy is amazing to me. And uh, he's one of the greatest people and the greatest families ever that I've met and been around. Cheers. All right.
0: Awesome stuff, Shane. Cheers. Uh, When we come back. Say hello to Louie for me. I will. I'll say hi. (laughs) We'll get Louie as well. He's probably listening. Hug for me. Uh, he, well, uh, or a uh, fist pump, I think you're allowed to do these
1: days. Uh, give, him, give, uh, give, him, give him a fake hug for me. But tell him I'm, I'm sending hugs to him. I love that. He's,
0: lis- he's listening right now. Awesome stuff. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Okay. Back uh, in 30 seconds time with Wayne Gretzky on winners Now. Everybody, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott joining you on uh, International Women's Day. We just heard from uh, former Oilers captain Shane Corson and uh, we are uh, pleased to be joined on the line right now by Wayne Gretzky, Shane Corson's former teammate. Uh, Shane just talked about the impact that uh, Walter and uh, Wayne and the entire Gretzky family had on him and we'd be at this time remiss without extending our condolences uh, to Wayne um, Keith and Glenn uh, the extended uh, Gretzky family, uh, Brent and uh, Wayne, uh, your your sister as well. Um, hey just uh want to pass along on behalf of uh everybody that's been involved in our show that you've uh been kind enough to and gracious enough to give us your time over the last uh several years uh again wayne our, our sincerest condolences on the passing of your father how you doing we're doing okay
2: you know uh everybody in life has to go through something like this at some point in time and uh we're grateful that uh you know especially myself i got 60 great years and uh He lived a wonderful life, and um, he was blessed, and he blessed a lot of people, and it's tough to go through, as anybody that's been through something like this, but like I said, uh, he lived a charmed life, and uh, he got to travel the world to meet a lot of great people, and he had a wonderful family, and, um, you know, uh, it was a tough 20 days, uh, but... um, You know, life goes forward, and I know that uh, he's in a better place now
0: you know and what was interesting uh you were kind enough uh you and uh, Keith and Glenn to invite uh Jack and myself in particular to a couple of events i know uh once at uh, your restaurant last year after we flew in from boston uh just before the Oilers played the leaps so then i think i think once at uh either a wine or a scotch tasting or or one of those events uh but uh it was interesting to me, like walter kind of was the star of those events like he he really uh, Uh, People just were, they they were, uh, they gravitated to him, didn't they?
2: (laughs) They really did. And, uh, you know, he was just a real charming people person. And I think most people in Canada, you know, the most important thing to them is uh, health and family. And they really got a sense that my dad felt the same way. Um, Although we all need to have... uh, money to put food on the table. Uh, that's not what drove my dad. Um, he was happy with his life. He was happy working at Bell Telephone. And I think people saw that as being very sincere, that he didn't try to be somebody he wasn't. He was very proud of who he was. He was a blue-collar, hard-working guy, as most Canadians are. And I think that <clears throat> that created a special bond and relationship between him and most Canadians who got an opportunity to meet him. Um <laughs> I was telling some stories the other day to our grandchildren or his grandchildren when we had those twenty days to sit around and ponder and tell stories and uh you know one of the things that I said to him was he was so unique uh when I would go home every now and then to visit i would never tell him that i'm coming because he would tell everybody in the city and of course it would be sort of chaos at our house so i kind of sneak in for a day or two without him knowing Uh, i would tell my mom and she wouldn't tell anybody but one time i walked through the house and there was a guy lying on her couch and i said to my mom i said who's that guy and he said my mom said He's hitchhiking across the country from Newfoundland, and your dad thought he needed a couple days rest. And so this guy, we didn't even know he had sleeping on our couch for two days. That's the kind of guy he was.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you get your, 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 your humility? Because, you know, you, 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 treat everybody kind of, for the listeners that are unaware of this, it's been my experience, personal observation over the last four years. And, and I've, you know, sp- you know, obviously we see a lot of Keith and we see you on the road, uh, have had a chance to have several conversations with Glenn. You guys are all very humble guys and you treat everybody the same way. Is that something that was instilled in you, uh, by both of your parents?
2: Yeah, and I think that came from all four of our grandparents that passed on to my dad and my mom. And, of course, they passed that on to us. And my dad always said that, you know, doesn't matter how good you are uh, or how good you think you are, there's somebody out there that's better than you. So always remember that. And he had this humbleness about him, and he had this sense of trying to help people all the time. We had a... Um, trip when I was coaching in Phoenix and we did a father-son trip and I thought it would be a really great experience if my dad came on the trip uh, with all the other fathers and as you know being around the hotels and around the rink and around the bus there's always People there for autographs, who are autograph seeking, and it's uh, some cities there's more than other cities, and we we're in I believe it was Carolina, and uh, we had a four o'clock bus, and I had a meeting in the lobby for a few minutes, and I didn't get out to the bus till so two minutes before four, and he was sitting at the front of the bus, and I sort of walked through the 40 or 50 people that were standing there to get on the bus. And he said he said to me, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? He said, you didn't sign any autographs. And I said, well, those guys all got my autographs. They're just going to sell them anyway. And he said, put your bag down and get out there. He said, they got to make a living too. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy he was.
0: Uh, Wayne, I just want to establish, I don't think there was anybody actually better than you. I'm just, <laughs> as an observer of hockey, and I'm thinking, well, I, I appreciate your, your father's sensitivity to that, but I, I you know, there's, you got more assists than anybody else has got points. Like, anyways, far too modest. Hey, look, just to wrap up, and I, and I really appreciate you joining us and, and sharing some stories, uh, ab- about your dad. Y- you get through these sort of situations different ways today is international women's day uh maybe mm-hmm. just a, a thought on on how uh you know how janet and 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 uh, paulina uh and and obviously emma and your sister kim ha- have all helped in this process as well for you
2: well first of all i'm really lucky uh my wife is an athlete she's a great dancer and she was a uh, grew up playing baseball and tennis and my daughters are, are both good athletes, although Paulina uh, didn't really uh, enter into the field a whole lot, but my daughter, Emma, is a tennis player. Uh, my niece, who's uh, my brother's daughter, uh, Mila, is on a uh, soccer scholarship at uh, the University in Nebraska. My sister was a track and field runner that... I was told the other day, I didn't know, that she still holds the record for the 400 uh, meters in her hometown uh, 41 years ago, which is a pretty good record to have. But as we were sitting around the breakfast table this morning talking about um, athletics and sports, it was actually my wife Janet that said, um, everyone thinks that uh, I got my abilities and talents from my dad, but the reality was, my mother was a great softball player and uh, she she's always so proud to tell everybody the real athlete in the family was Phyllis. So it's a wonderful day and it's important uh, for women and girls to participate. Uh, my dad was so proud. He had a girls uh, hockey tournament in Brantford every year, which he loved attending. So uh, it's a, it's a great day to honor all the uh, women today and uh you know, they're helping make it a better world for everybody.
0: Wayne, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, again, our condolences, and thank you for time uh, taking time to join us today on International Women's Day.
2: Yeah, thank you guys so much, and thanks for uh, all the support from all the fans in Edmonton. You guys have a great day. Good luck to the Oilers tonight.
0: There you go. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, who said the real great one was walter gretzky this is oilers now we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell and when we come back we'll hook up with jay woodcroft the head coach of the bakersfield condors oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio six thirty. chad